Welcome to Beyond Racing, an F1 Academy podcast. I'm Paige Prestupa. And I'm Billy Barrett. Welcome. Today we're doing a pre-Austin deep dive. We're going to go over what the track is like, what the standings are going into the final weekend of the 2023 season, and what we expect or hope to see at the race, a la our predictions. And then at the end of the episode, we'll go over how you can watch the weekend live. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We are so excited to be bringing you an Austin GP preview, also known as the United States Grand Prix, but I've been calling it Austin because it's more fun. Um, and also there's three like F1 races in America, so it's just kind of weird to be like, this is the United States Grand Prix when there's two others. It doesn't matter. Anyway, from a Formula One Academy standpoint. So the Circuit of the Americas, commonly referred to as CODA, is 5.513 kilometer track with 20 turns. Uh, The track opened in October 2012. Every time I refresh. No, but that's still quite young. Because I thought there was so much history, like when everyone talks about Coda. Yeah. But like 2012 was 13, 11, 10 years ago. So it was opened in October 2012. F1 uh, raced their first race there in November of 2012. Charles Leclerc currently holds the official fastest lap, but Valtteri Bottas holds the unofficial fastest lap. And that's because. They only really consider in-race laps as official, and Bottas reported his in qualifying. Quite frankly, I feel like that's unfair. A little bit, yeah. I think we should give him some clout where he deserves the clout, you know? They they have that there. They have, you know, Charles Leclerc officially, but unofficially. But unofficially. Anyway, I actually kind of love Bottas. I know so little about him, but yeah. I love that he's there. Yeah, I really I appreciate him. Both of those were set in 2019. Uh, they didn't race there in 2020, I think for obvious reasons. It's the pandemic. Um, but Lewis Hamilton has the most race wins. The last race, though, was won by Max Verstappen. Let's talk about more about F1 Academy's history with um, Coda. There's not a lot. But they did have their uh, final test weekend of the season. I believe it was their final one um, last weekend, which would have been like the last weekend of September. There wasn't much official released about it, but I do know that the girls um, were posting quite a bit on their social medias um, and they were really excited, which is um, exciting for us. I hope um, in the future, though, that we get more information about like what happens in test weekends. Like there's so like few race weekends for Formula One Academy. Um, so I think it'd be really beneficial just to know more about what they do when they're not racing. Yeah. And my assumption is that they are just, what are they testing? I feel do like we this know is, what they're testing. I feel like, I feel like this is probably some like common, like f- formula one knowledge that like long-term fans know, but we're just so fresh that we're like, well, it's like formula well, F1 Academy is an F4 level series. So are they, like, do the F4 series test for themselves? Like, for their own car upgrades for next season? Because they're all racing the same car? Like, that makes sense to me. I don't know if that's accurate. F1 Academy, I'd love to know what you're testing. Please tell us what you're testing. It's also quite possible it's just practice runs for, like, track time. Yeah. Because they also did... Um, three more weekends? I don't... No, three days of testing. Three increments of testing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it was a day or how long it was. But preseason, they oh, did testing. 
Okay, so according to um, the pre-testing, preseason testing um, news release, um, they were pre-testing strategy ahead of the free practices and qualifying sessions. Sorry, um, that was that makes in the sense. preseason. Yeah, that was that because that, that's the only one that I think they released a thing mm-hmm. for was yeah. before Red Bull Ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it says that they completed over a thousand laps as the five 15 drivers like, yeah, combined. That's a as lot. As the five teams <laughs> finalized their strategies ahead of the two free practice sessions and two qualifying sessions. Interesting. So I'm wondering if that's kind of what they did almost for each one mm-hmm. or for some of the different experiences. So it's probably a combination of track time, car time, mm-hmm. and strategy practice, which is kind of cool, actually. And I'm glad that I looked that up right now. It'd be so interesting if they were using their September testing to like change strategy. Like if some people are kind of falling behind and there's a sudden radical change of strategy, I hope we see some of that. That'd be super cool. Yeah, like some, like Chloe Chong just coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Like getting her. Yeah, I hope. Chloe, Chloe Chong, if you want. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> World champion. Maybe next season. Actually, fun fact, in the Red Bull ring testing, day one testing, she she was second in fastest but i don't know why they didn't release one of these for each testing session because that would have been really interesting next season f1 academy take f1 academy please i'd like more information on what's going on we'll go we'll report it yeah hell yeah invite us to testing next season and we'll go i have a journalism background i can write these articles for you i maybe can talk (laughs) she's some some data yeah i love data i love research the standings so the far. Standing so far. Standing so far. Um, so our big story of the season is Marta Garcia. She has won six races so far out of do some math. Three times six. <laughs> Eighteen. I'm a journalism. Eighteen. Don't come at me with that. She's won six out of eighteen races. That's pretty good. That is the most of any of the drivers. Marta did have a bit of a slump, or what we're calling a Marta slump, considering how many races she's won this season. In Barcelona and Zandvoort, which are two back-to-back races, she did not win a race, but four out of six races, she came in second or third. So still a very good result, considering. But we did go for a while in the middle of the season where Marta did not win a race. She has since won three races uh so she's back to her usual i'm not gonna say dominance but a third of the races i think you can say dominant i think you you can say dominance yeah okay so it seems like she's back on her dominance game so we'll see what she brings to austin hell yeah hell yeah i'm predicting a world championship (laughs) she will get she will be the world champion yeah unless something like super crazy happens yeah so marta is in our standing so far this will obviously change in austin but this is what we're going in with marta is first she has a point score of 235 lena buller is second with 187 points i don't think anything could really happen unless lena won all three races got the fastest lap and got full. <laughs> and Marta got no And Marta points. got nothing. Yeah, essentially Marta would have to get no points, yeah. I think, in order for 
anyone else to win world so, champion. So we'll see what happens. We don't know. Selena's in second. Hamda is in third. She has 179 points. Nerea is fourth with 157 points. And Abby is fifth with 143 points. Currently in the top five, everyone has won a race except for Abby Pulling. This is her weekend. Do I have... Have I... Pre- yeah. I, I have. Okay. Good. Abby Pulling. Jumping First ahead. Formula One Academy win this weekend. In Austin. In Austin. Yeah, let's Not this go. weekend. Um, in the team standings, MP Motorsport is first with 372 points, and then Prema is second with 349 points. Prema will have to win at least one race, one of their drivers, uh, to get the 25 points to win, surpassing MP Motorsport. Assuming that MP gets no points. Which is unlikely. MP will probably unlikely. get some points. But I do think that Prema probably still has possibility of passing them, depending how everyone does obviously we'll see yeah that's probably the most exciting thing going into like the biggest unknown our our biggest unknown is who will come in second i think true lena true probably but humda is close enough that she could surpass and become second i wouldn't be surprised to see that at all so humda has been very very strong this year yeah so we'll see predictions (laughs) do not yell (laughs) predictions are you ready for protection? <laughs> I actually am not hearing anything in this. <laughs> I thought, wouldn't it be funny if we weren't rec- okay, we're recording? <laughs> anyway, um, predictions. We're going to do some predictions. We've got some predictions. For our last race weekend. First predictions, last predictions. Um, so we're going to go over who we think is going to get pull for each race. Um, who's going to win each race. And then we have fastest lap and an unhinged prediction some chaos at the end um so we'll start with a poll for race one so this is the winner of the first qualifying session unsurprisingly i'm putting marta as poll for race one i am doing the same i think she's going to come into this weekend really strong wanting to like just win that championship boom mm-hmm. boom she's also clearly a very talented driver so yep um so then poll for race two which is the reverse grid so this is who uh, qualifies eighth in the first qualifying session. Um, I have Megan Jilks, my Canadian girl. I think she's going to get pull. So qualify eighth. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, I I have Bianca Bustamante as my pole position for race two. Yeah. I love her. <laughs> so true. That's all I'm going to say. You love her so much you have she's- her qualifying eighth. <laughs> Okay, I, I love her, but I'm being slightly realistic. No, I agree. I agree. So. I think that's an also it's a really good prediction. Um, so then race three pole. This is determined by the second qualifying session. Um, I have Abby. And I have Hamda. And I think those are both very possible. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Okay. Um, so now that we have our starting, our starting grid, kind of, um, our winners. So for race one, I have Marta. I think she's just going to come up really strong, boom, win it. It's going to be great. I have Honda because even though I have Marta on the pole, I think that uh, I'm I'm hoping for a switch up. We'll see what happens. I think Honda's had some pretty good overtakes throughout the year. Yeah. It's hard because, you know, I haven't been able to watch her race live, but... <laughs> We're not salty, though. 
Um, so race two, which is the shorter of the three races, um, and the one with the reverse grid, I have Bianca winning. Sorry, Abby. I have Lena winning, and if she does, that will give her some more points. I, I suppose at this point, I'm kind of... What? I just got some things confused, and I just realized it, um, because I have Megan on pole for um, race two and Abby for race three. So actually, sorry, Megan. Just to, that's what Bianca's overtaking because, Megan. Because you put her on pole, and then she's not going to win. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's okay. But Abby well, is pole for race three, well, so it's not relevant. I, I put Bianca on pole in race two, and you're predicting that she's going to win in race two, so... We'll see. We'll see what happens. And then for the final race of the season, I have Abby pulling winning her first race, and I just think that would be awesome. I love her, so that's more of a hard pick, but I'm really excited. I have Marta. I think it would be really dope if she won that final race. It would be a big celebration because she will probably um, be winning the championship, so end it on a high for her. Yeah. Uh, so fastest lap, which if you finish in top 10, you get a point for. Um, I have Marta. And like I said, I think she's just going to come out really strong in that first race. So she's going to get them all knocked out. I guess technically it'll be three fastest laps, but for simplicity, I'm predicting Marta to get one of them. Yeah. I am predicting Chloe Chong. I think that she's super fast. She came, She had the second fastest lap in testing at some point in the preseason. In the preseason. <laughs> And uh, she hasn't won a race yet, but I think that, uh, you know, she's still young, and I think that she'll be able to develop speed. Do you think she'll get a point for her passes? Uh, I sure hope so. That's that means so she'll true. be in the top ten. So true. I'm praying. I love that. I'm praying for you. Fingers crossed for Chloe. Um, and then finally, unhinged prediction. My unhinged prediction is a wildlife event. Whatever that is. Uh, maybe there will be what's th- what are animals in Texas, um, like a coyote, like, like an armadillo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there are armadillos in Texas. Probably a scorpion, a scorpion on the track, um, some angry birds in the stands, something like that. Um, and mine is kind of sad, but I have Marta DNFing in race three. And why do you predict that? I'd just be so unhinged. It'd be. <laughs> It'd be wild. Yeah. It'd be like, here she is celebrating her championship, but she didn't even finish the race. Yeah. It'd be something like Max Verstappen shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Marta could DNF and still win. Yeah. So. So it's fine. <laughs> um, but it's specifically race three that she's DNFing, mm-hmm. which is yeah, a rough end to the season, I guess. Yeah. So. Um, oh, wait. Yeah. More yeah. predictions that Ooh. are not unhinged. Yeah. Possibly. We don't know. Can I talk about this now? Sure. I don't know you're what to talk about, so go for it. <laughs> Can I talk about this now? Yeah. Um, as some of you may know, F1 is... Sponsoring. sponsoring. Yeah. Is it sponsoring, or are they just yeah. giving some liveries out? <laughs> no. each, each Formula One team is going to be sponsoring a driver from next season's lineup, um, and like covering part of the cost of their racing. Um, up to, or it's 150000 That is just what their racing costs. No, that's what each, like, the driver has to bring that to the table, and the team has, like, Formula, Formula One's been bringing that the other half to the table. Well, who is paying that cost right now? Just Formula One as an entity? Formula One as, as opposed entity. to the teams? Yeah. And the teams might have some as well. I think the teams probably 
or donating a bit of money, but interesting. Uh, so I don't know all of the financial facts. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't have the I'm financial not... reports at this point. Mm. Uh, someone send them to us. <laughs> Our emails. Someone in with the a financial background, maybe. No, um, they're going to be helping to support that as well. Gotcha. But yeah, so there'll be ten drivers sponsored by a Formula One team next season. Five who are not, which is kind of rough. They will assumedly be sponsored by other people. Other yeah, they entities. will they will have support as well. It just won't be a Formula One team. Yeah. Uh, so because it is being broadcast, I think, and it's a support race for Formula One, mm-hmm. I think they're going to link those um, somehow publicly. I don't know, but uh, hopefully we'll hear some more details about that. We don't know the driver lineup for next season. Um, assumedly that will come in the off season, but yeah, I would assume there'll be a few drivers who are moving on, yes. um, or just changing lanes. Yep. Um, um but be- because there is the age limit of 25, 25, you have to be 25 at the first race of the season. You can turn 26 the next day. It doesn't matter, but you have to be 25. So um, the drivers that are older uh, will be moving on, and some people are moving on for other opportunities. So mm-hmm. we'll Yeah, I would be surprised goes. to see Marta join uh, Formula 3 mm-hmm. next year. Um, she was quite... She had some good racing in W Series, which is a Formula 3 car. So would not be surprised, assuming she has the financial support to do so, mm-hmm. which I think she probably will. You're probably really excited right now because this is the first time... Formula One Academy will be racing as a support series for F1, and the first time they're going to be broadcasted live. Uh, Globally, fans will be able to watch the qualifying session and all three races on F1's YouTube, Twitter, Facebook channels, and F1 TV. Uh, Fans specifically in Canada (laughs) can watch on TSN, which is, hell yeah, let's go. I'm so excited. Um, If you're not in Canada... That's uh, a bummer. Which sucks to be you. <laughs> That's a bummer um, for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Figured out your no. A full list of broadcasts can be found on Formula One Academy socials as well as their website. Um, I'm so excited. This is literally the moment I've been waiting for. I've been. I'm so, I'm so excited. I booked off the whole weekend. I'm going to be stuck in front of the TV watching racing all weekend. I'm so excited to actually witness it live and as intended. Yeah, I think I think having it live is going to do so much for like inspiring um, young girls. I think it's going to be exciting because it will bring a level of fun to um, Formula One Academy. Because right now, it's been a struggle to keep up. Yes. So, just like F1, you can just sit down and watch a race and it's crazy and it's awesome. Sometimes We're looking for that. Boring. Sometimes a little boring. <laughs> We're looking for that same energy. Hopefully not the boring part um, for Formula One Academy and getting eyeballs on it. So yeah, I think currently with just like the occasional like news article or like the highlights posted, it's very much like a oh Formula One Academy five seconds of thinking and then like you're you're not thinking about it anymore. Um, or maybe you are. Maybe you're, you're good at stuff like this. Um, but there's so much content in the world that it is really hard to, like, follow when there's not constantly stuff to follow. Also, lovely listeners, in case you didn't know, because I didn't know, they have the race highlights on the <laughs> YouTube channel. <laughs> I thought that it was just on the F1 TV app subscription whatever i was like i'm not gonna pay for that no offense but i'm not gonna pay for that i am paying for it but that's because i'm obsessive and crazy so it's on youtube so 
before Austin, if you want to get caught up, you can watch all the highlights for the weekend uh, on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. To get, you know, to know the drivers a little bit, the racing style a little bit. Um, I think if you're like, oh my God, Max wins everything. Uh, Watch Formula One Academy because Max doesn't win everything there. <laughs> yeah, Max is Max invited. Max can't win. <laughs> so if you want to see someone not Max win, <laughs> Formula One Academy. I love and appreciate Max Verstappen. <laughs> to be clear, this is not a Max Verstappen hate podcast. No, much I Red Bull maybe, but <laughs> well, but not even. I really like Daniel Ricciardo and Liam Lawson and Yuki Sonoda, so it's really hard it's hard out here it's hard out here but if you want some variation of your race winners tune in to austin formula one academy races and then catch up with us after yes we will we will judge our prediction predictions (laughs) we'll judge our predictions we will recap the race (laughs) like comment subscribe leave a review yeah leave a review that helps the podcast so much as you already know by every podcast telling you to leave a review if your review is like not very nice we respect your opinion no you can leave it i think i cry though billy won't read the reviews i will i can handle a bit of criticism so tell us what you really think or don't (laughs) so yeah um catch us back here uh, Post Austin, and we'll chit chat about what we all saw. Yup. Bye! Bye.